The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation, welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. I'm your host, Tara Kennedy-Klein, and I am in the midst of, as many of you, I'm in the midst of the summer break season, and, you know, (laughs) we're not perfect around here, folks. We all have our own stuff that we deal with. So, you know, at the beginning of the summer, we kind of went through the whole plan of how you know, the routine was going to go. And I have to tell you, I've been totally letting my kids sleep in with uh, 4th of July and all that stuff. I've been kind of breaking some of my own rules. But, you know, one of the rules that we have not been breaking is the activity rule, the rule about getting up and getting out. And I recently had um, a, a dear friend of mine in from out of town, and she brought her three daughters with her and three teenage daughters. And uh, I love... I love my friend and I love her kids, but, you know, I'm going to have to give everybody permission to say sometimes when we have other people's kids in our houses, it gets a little bit crazy. And, uh, and you see things that, you know, maybe you wouldn't do in your own home and try to correct for or whatever. I've also been getting a lot of other people's kids in my house. I kind of have that go-to house. I know that you know what I'm talking about. Everybody has one. You either went to one or you have one. And, you know, it's kind of the place where all the kids go to hang out and just be themselves. And I got to tell you, Parent Nation, here's the thing. I'm hearing the conversation that these kids are having. And if you don't have the go-to house, I strongly encourage you to at least make yourself the place to be once a week or from time to time and engage yourself in conversation with these kids. Even if you think you want to wring their necks because of the stuff that's coming out of their mouths, I get it. But I don't think a lot of parents are really listening to what their teenagers are saying. I'm getting a lot of coaching clients coming to me and saying, we have to talk about my teenager because I'm going to kill them. And I get that. But You know, here's the thing. If you truly want to kill somebody, you're probably not listening to them. I have so many kids that feel like they have to get out of their houses because their parents don't understand them. Um, You know, their parents are not doing right by them. And, you know, guys, if your kids are asking you to do activities, if your kids are asking you to be physical, if your kids are asking you, you know, can you take me here? Can we do this or that or the other thing? And your response is, no, I don't have time. And then you're bitching at them for playing video games or watching TV. Guess whose fault that is, guys? If they can't drive, it's you. 
I'm sorry, you know, but I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm honest. I'm being truthful here. I've got so many kids that are coming to my house so that they can play basketball and they can play baseball and they can play golf and they can go swimming because their parents aren't taking them to do this stuff. You know, we want to bitch at them for not doing the things that they need to do. But then again, we have to step back and look at ourselves and saying, how are we facilitating this stuff? You know, how are we really accommodating our kids? And if you're taking physical activity away from your kid as punishment, knock it off. Because that's just crazy talk. You know, I'm grounding you inside the house because you did something on your iPhone that I didn't agree with. Oh, my gosh. My mom would have taken my phone and kicked me out of the house. That's how my mom punished me. And, you know, and I know a lot of you went through the same thing. So if your kids are on their electronics too much or if they're watching TV too much and it's really bugging you, turn it off and kick them out of the house. What is the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, if they're not going to get involved in drugs and alcohol in one day because you kicked them out of the house in one day and sent them to the pool. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen to you. It didn't happen to me. It's not going to happen to your kids. If you're never home and you're not paying attention to your kids, that's when you have to worry about that stuff. But if that's not going on and if that's not a part of your life, stop, stop micromanaging them into sedentary, obese lifestyles that we get pissed off about because it's kids today. No, it's not. It's parents today. Deal with it. So... I have to tell you that that is why I'm so, so excited about my guest today. Um, she's a smoking hot mom who is a, like, she's a psychologist of, of eating. Like, that, who does that? That's, that's so awesome to me. But anyway, her name is Nina Mandelson. And what she does is she helps moms, women make healthy happen in their family. You know, I I can't tell you how many parents come to me and say, oh, well, you know, I just can't get him to eat that. I just can't get him to eat that. You don't don't make it difficult enough for him not to eat it. You know, my kids eat sushi. My kids eat salad. My kids eat vegetables. It's not because I shove it down their throat. It's because that's what I give them. And, you know, we don't have alternatives in our house like chicken nuggets. And, you know, it's just not there. So, you know, it, this woman is going to help you just make healthy happen because that's what she does. She's a wellness expert. She's an eating coach. And she's the author of a book called Feed Your Kids Well in a World That Doesn't. Um, and I absolutely love her attitude. She's super fun. She's super realistic. And she's super hot. So I can't wait to introduce her to all of you. Her name is Nina Mandelson. Hey, Nina, how are you today? Hey, Tara. So great <laughs> to be here with you. Hey, thanks. I have to tell you, I watched teenagers polish off literally bags of potato chips, bags of fluorescent orange food, bags of bagels. And I thought to myself, OMG, and you're really going to have the audacity to tell that child they have to lose weight? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing is, you know, part of what's going on with teenagehood is you want the quick fix, right? There's that sort of like, let me have it now. And we have that going on in our culture, which is you can have anything in an instant. So what's available in an instant? The bag. The bag of chips, the bag of bagels, the bag of anything, right? I was actually even talking to a mom yesterday, and she said, you know, I know one of my big issues is soda. She said, but, and I, and I also know that all I need to do is like, you know, get a glass of water and squeeze a little lemon. I'm just as happy with that as soda. But the soda is just a grab and the lemon, I actually have to slice something. And I thought right there, that's our culture. 
But how funny is it that the soda wouldn't be a grab if it wasn't there to grab? Yes. Well, that's a whole other issue about what do we actually bring into the house, right? How many times do you want to make the decision of should I have the soda or should I not have the soda, right? How many times do you want to have the kids have the conversation with the kids don't eat that crap, right? Exactly. Part of what I recommend families do is make the choice once and make it while you're shopping, right? Make the choice once and say, you know what? I don't really think I want to bring that into my house because it cuts down on the conversation of, can I have that? When can I have that? Can I have it after dinner? Can I have a before? Like you just don't, that sort of nagging conversation is kind of painful, right? Yeah. And irritating as hell. And and they wonder why kids have temper tantrums in the grocery store. Right. It's that, it's, 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 well, the, the temper tantrums, that's a really good point. Let me come back to the temper, temper, temper tantrums in the grocery store because that's really important. But to, to talk about that sort of nagging thing that happens is mm-hmm. it sets up a power struggle with you and your kids around food. And yeah. any power struggle, and let me tell you, I have done power struggles with my kids, like when my son was really little and he was having pooping issues and we went to the poopy doctor and the poopy doctor said, look, just don't get into a power struggle about potty training with this kid because any power struggle starts and you both lose. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt about it, you both lose. And that's what happens when you start having the power struggle with food with your kids. You just end up in... You can't win, and they can't win, and then you're in what I call sort of a negative food culture in your house. And I am all about creating a delicious food culture in your house, somewhere where food is fun, right? Food Mm -hmm. is connecting you. Food is pleasure. Food is healthy and delicious. Right? It's not like, you know, that's sort of like people go, oh, it's healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not interested in that because that's not the truth anymore. Maybe, you know, in the 70s when everything was like, you know, super, I don't know, fibrous and not very tasty, but we've learned how to really cook healthy food well. So there's, there's no, there's no sort of, you don't have to settle for icky food. So I want healthy, delicious food to happen in everybody's family that they can then enjoy together. Sure. It becomes and You know the thing that's funny Nina is my son, my oldest son, his dream is to be a chef. He wants to own a restaurant. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that one of the things that I found to be most connecting for us was the fact that we can cook together. And he asks me, you know, mom, can you show me how to make that? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, there are so many things that are learned through standing in a kitchen and preparing food with your kids. I mean, how many conversations did you have with your parents in the kitchen? Absolutely. It is so connecting. And not just, you know, on a relational level, it's connecting, but also just skills, life skills. We want to raise kids that can go out and actually feel capable in life. And what's more capable than being able to feed yourself? 
Exactly. And it's so funny to me because I found that because Max loves to cook, he eats and tries a plethora of food that, you know, a lot of kids would turn their noses up at and and it's just crazy. We're going to go to our first break already. I can't believe it. This show is going to fly by. I can tell. Um, (laughs) But when we come back, I want to talk to you about how you got so passionate about healthy eating and healthy food. And for our listeners, we really encourage you, if I've said something that has like gotten your ire up or if we have something, we talk about something you have a question about, call us at 877-864-4888. Six nine. That's our call in line. So we'll be back right after this break. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am being joined today by my guest, Nina Mandelson, and she has um, she has a lot of stuff. She has Smoking Hot Mom website. She's on Facebook with Smoking Hot Mom. She has a website called HealthyYummyKids.com. She does all things healthy eating for parents and kids. It's just it's absolutely awesome. Mostly moms, I'm thinking, right? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I, my, my belief is if we can start with a mom, we're in. I get it. Because we do all the shopping, right? We, I mean, do, we do most of the shopping, but also we're the role model, right? Mm-hmm. We're, you know, absolutely dads are, are modeling, but moms tend, not always, but tend to be doing the, you know, the cooking, the more interfacing around food with children. And so mm-hmm. we become the models for how our kids relate to food. We also become the models for how we relate to our own bodies, right? Because a lot of little girls are watching their mothers look in the mirror and go, oh, my God, I can't believe my butt. Right. Right? So we, when we, if we can start with ourselves and really get to a place of feeling like we have a positive relationship with our body, we feel good about eating, we can feel, you know, positive about looking in the mirror and how we talk to ourselves. That's what our kids learn, right? Mm-hmm. They'll learn if we look in the mirror and go, oh, I can't believe, you know, I'm, I just am too fat. They learn that. Right. They learn how to talk to themselves when they watch you talk to yourself in the mirror. You know, Nina, I have to tell you, I... I, like I said, you know, I, I was just, I had my friend here for several days and her three daughters and my house is an all male household. I mean, I swear I have more naturally produced testosterone in my body than <laughs> anyone else because it's just so crazy. And so just observing her and her, the, and the, the talk, like the, the subconscious messages that were coming out that she wasn't even aware of. And that's the thing that killed me. You know, like the one girl, the the one little girl has a very Latina shape to her. Mm -hmm. Right? Very. Right. Beautiful, voluptuous. Yes. Bodacious and voluptuous. She has a very Latina shape to her. And they were, the other girls were making fun of her. They were like, um, you know, oh my gosh, her hips are so weird and and she's gaining so much weight and she's gaining, getting so fat. And I looked at them and I was like, you guys, A, y'all are anorexic. So you need to stop picking on her because you, you know, she's just going with what the God, what God gave her. Yeah. And second of all, don't ever say that to her. You know, she can't control her body type. She can't control what she was given. And you guys are making fun of You're going to give her a complex. And they're like, oh, we don't say it to her. You don't think she hears what you're saying behind her back? Yeah. So one of the ways that I really deal with this with um, kids and, um, and families is to talk about diversity. Because as a culture, as a society, we've gotten much better at talking about diversity and accepting and celebrating our differences, right? We go, you know, you're a different religion, you're a different color, you're from a different country. We are now rejoicing in that. We need to bring that sense of diversity to body types. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to kids about that and talk to mothers, is say, you know what? 
this is a difference. This is diversity. And we don't slam diversity. We don't shame people for being different. We recognize, honor, appreciate, and learn from each other's differences. Yeah. And I'm watching that with a couple of mothers that I know who, um, who they're from Asian descent, and they're married to Americans who have very different body types. Yeah. And so they're watching their little girls grow up, right, not with a little tiny, you know, slim Asian body, but with a beautiful, you know, voluptuous body. And they, they look at me like, I don't know what to do with these breasts. Like, I didn't grow up with that. But what I see in them, I really appreciate, which is they are just loving the fact that their girls are going to be different because, sure, they're not, they're not, you know, fully Asian, so they don't have a slender body. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, yes, you're different. Hmm, let's talk to somebody. You know, where do we get the best bras? How do you find jeans that fit a butt like yours? Like, mm-hmm. let's learn, let's celebrate it, let's appreciate it, instead of slamming it, which is what we do as a culture. Right. It's so true. And it's, it's negative self-talk that we've done for so long that we don't even realize we're doing it. Absolutely. You're so right on. It's that unconscious self-talk. And it's one of the things I work with my clients around a lot, which is how do we start to make conscious, bring into the light, see all those places where we are trashing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because one of my little pet peeves in life is when people say, well, you just need to love yourself. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a nice idea. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> and if I could have, I would have. Right. Right? It doesn't just, okay, start loving yourself when you look in the mirror and are not happy with your belly or your whatever, your toes, whatever it is that you're not into. It, we have to start with making that societal message that we're faulty, that we're not good enough as we are, mm-hmm. bring it into high relief. Really see it and name it and go, whoa, I just looked in the mirror and slammed myself. Even before yeah. we can get to, oh, I love you, you're fantastic, everything about mm-hmm. you is great. Right? First we have to see, oh, and then go, where did that message come from? Oh, I was just reading a fashion magazine. So now I look in the mirror and I'm not that, so I'm not good enough. Or that's what my mother said to her herself. This is where we get into the psychology of eating, right? This is where we get into the deeper stuff that drives us to be in unwanted eating habits and unwanted conversations with ourselves. Well, okay, I have a question for you, though. Because yes. you know that I'm like, I'm, I'm a total honesty junkie, right? Yes. Love it. So last week, my rant at the beginning of the show was about this mom who sent her daughter to camp and the camp counselor said something about you shouldn't drink soda because soda will give you a fat tummy. And the mom went batshit crazy on the counselor, on the world. She's like a media person. And she's like, I have banned the word fat from my home. You should never, ever, ever use the fat in front of a child, the word fat in front of a child. And I'm like, okay, but here's the deal, lady. If you drink too much soda, you're going to get a fat tummy. Mm-hmm. That's the truth, because there's, there's a lot of layers in that, right? 
One is that <laughs> I'm like at a loss for words because it's like so rich what you're saying. So absolutely, soda is going to cause belly fat because partly because of the straight-up sugar of it, right? It's more sugar than your body can actually absorb at once. And so what happens to that sugar when it goes into your body, it, your, sugar t- your body takes what it needs to keep its brain working, which is like about a teaspoon of, you know, of it. And then the rest of it gets stored as fat. Right? And that's the interesting, it's a little bit of a sidebar, but, you know, we were always taught that, like, you know, fat is going to make you fat. You know, butter or, you know, mm-hmm. all the Lipids, coconut oil. Like or, fatty, yeah. Right, but that's, that's not the truth. Okay. Right. That's actually not the truth. It's the sugar that actually causes the fat to stay on our body because the sugar is looking for somewhere to hang out because we're eating too much of it. So soda absolutely is going to make you gain weight. That is a reality. And to get to the point of, you know, do you ban the word fat? You know, it's like when my kids were really little, there was moms who wouldn't say no to their kids. <laughs> and I was like, ah, this is going to make me insane. you got to say no sometimes. Like, no is not a bad word. Fat is not a bad word. It's how we, it's whether we're calling someone fat. It's what we do with that word. But the reality yes. is, is, yeah, there's fat on our body. Yep, there's fat that we eat. Fat that we eat does not necessarily equal fat on our body. I, I think it's important to reclaim these words and what they really mean. You know, I would wonder whether somebody called that mother fat, and then then for her, that's a really loaded word. Yeah, so she's parenting from her own wounds, which drives me absolutely insane. Well, but that's, that's, in in a way we all, you know, unless we're working on ourselves and doing the the work that you're saying is being honest with ourselves, bringing the consciousness, looking at the issues that bubble up for us as we parent, we are, we are parenting from our own wounds. Absolutely. Most people are living from their own wounds. Sure. That's their, our own wounds are, is exactly the world in which I work with, with women who have unwanted eating issues, whether it's binging or overeating or, you know, oh, yeah, chronic I dieting, whatever it is. People yeah, are my eating. Mom was like, my mom was like a Twiggy, and as a result, I felt that I had to be like that too. Yeah. And so if I gained a pound, I would start, well, I would stick my finger down my throat. I would stop eating. It was crazy. Mm. I was a ridiculous case. And, and I vowed that I would never, ever, ever do that to my kids. And that was yeah. a realization. You know, that was a moment of self-realization and going, what I did wasn't healthy and it wasn't okay. So that's a pattern that I absolutely cannot repeat with my own kids. So, you know, we only have 30 seconds until we're going to go to our next break. But when we come back, I want to continue this conversation because one of the big things you talk about is how we can actually become too controlling with what our kids eat. So, you know, we always talk about that opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, we can be too lax with what they eat and we can be too controlling with what we, what they eat. So when we talk, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about that again, the number 877-864-4869. If you want to call in.
Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children, in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are uh, having a great conversation about healthy eating and healthy body image and all of that stuff with my guest, Nina Mandelson, who has the website healthyyummykids.com. And uh, Nina, before the break, we were talking about, oh, my God, everything on the planet. But, <laughs> but I, the thing that really kills me is there are a thousand, a million, actually, programs, diets, messages, commercials, supplements, you know, everything that you can imagine is out there about how to eat healthy, 
and you know what's what are power foods and what are brain foods and what are weight loss foods and you know all of this information is so readily available that it's actually kind of being shoved down our throat yet yes. we're having such a hard time following yes. it exactly it, one of my teachers calls that a high fact diet not fat f a t but fact f a c t it's a high fact diet and there's really problems with that. There's so much information coming that we start to think, oh, my gosh, I'm doing it right. Oh, no, I'm doing it wrong. Oh, the newest diet's out. Oh, that's not what I've been doing. Oh, maybe I'm doing it right. Wrong, right, wrong, right? It's crazy-making. And it does a couple of things. One, it stresses us out. Yeah. Two, it makes us stop trusting our own body. We stop listening to what we know works or doesn't work for our body. And even if we didn't know, it stops us on the journey of discovering what we need, what really works, what foods make me feel good, what foods make me feel bad, what, what foods put me to sleep, right? Which foods make me wired? Like, we stop listening. We have, like, the best instructor in the world and that's our body and mm. there's a couple of things we don't one we don't learn that as we're growing up people are like oh this is good for you this is bad for you this is good instead of so you ate that how do you feel right so my son was just on a big like that that, that question doesn't come up so i asked that's an so, awesome freaking question yeah and how many times do you ask that of your kid you don't and it's you don't <laughs> right Oh, and also, so many directions for me to go, but there's, there's the other question that happens. We don't ask that question, how do you feel? The other question we don't ask, ask is, we ask, oh, did you, do you like it or do you not like it, right? Yes or no question, you're stuck, right? As a kid, you're going to say, oh, I don't like it, versus what do you think, <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you think of that? Like, let them explore. Like, what do you think of sushi? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of squirmy, squishy, and it's, I don't know, but it's a little sweet, but it's a little salty. Then you're in an interesting conversation about food, or how does it make me feel? How does it make you feel? I don't know. I feel really, like, I feel strong right now. I feel like a really energetic, or, oh, I feel so sleepy, right? My son was on this big tour with his choir, he just got back, and it was phenomenal. They were in Vietnam and Cambodia, unbelievable life experience. And he came back and he said, you know, Mom, we were at this host family, and like the 10, he's 14, the 10-year-old is drinking coffee. I was like, seriously? He said, yeah, like it was no big deal. Like that's just what they do. He said, because, you know, Vietnam is a very big French influence, coffee's very big. So he said, so I tried the coffee. I said, oh, yeah? I said, how'd it go for you? And he's like, oh, my gosh. He said, I was so weird, Mom. I was so spazzy. It was hilarious, right? Oh, that's That was funny. a much better intervention than me saying, oh, really, honey, coffee? Don't get into coffee. Right. It's going to stunt your growth. Right. Like, he, he can figure out when he's being a jerk. Yeah. You know, and to me, the thing that's so funny about that is – you know how passionate I am about um, changing three things before you put your child on medication. Change your conversation, change your diet, change your level of exercise. Yes. 
And once you've done those three things and you still can't get it under control, then look at medicating. Like that's, that's my huge thing. If I could be queen of the world, that's what I would make everybody do. But and, that's a, that's a, that's a, such a powerful message because what you're saying is you, you have power at your fingertips. Yeah. I, I think we all do. But we, we do. Like you said earlier, we go for the quick grab. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The kid has too much energy. What kind of pill can you put him on to stop that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of that is the speed of our whole culture, right? That's, you know, we're all adapting to everything moving really quickly. And it's easy to say, well, okay, that's just culture and that's just the way it is. But it's not the way we have to be within it. Like, sure, right. information is going faster. Everything's going faster. But what that does is then turns the attention back to us and puts the responsibility on us. How do we slow down? How do we make time to say to our kid, you know what? The way that you're behaving isn't going to work for you. Let's try some things to make some changes. Let's see what we can do. Let's do an experiment. Right. You know, I think it's so funny because, you know, you, you being the, the foodie person and all of that, you know, I wonder how many parents can name five medications. Okay, let's make it easy. Three medications for focus to give to a child with ADHD that allow them to focus, right? right. I bet you a lot of parents could name three medications that do that. Yeah. Okay. How many of those same parents can name three foods that improve focus? Yes. Exactly right. Right? Exactly right. And or three naturally occurring chemicals in the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because our well, because there's millions of dollars spent in advertising advertising those drugs towards our doctors and towards us. But nobody's advertising, you know, salmon that has a lot of good fish oil, which is incredibly good for the brain. Right? Right? So part of it is an is a, is a economy thing, right? Lots of people, there's billions of dollars being spent to advertise Cheez-Its, but no money being spent advertising broccoli. O-M-G, I had the same thought the other day. I was watching TV, and do you know that they had two commercials on for dog food? That we're talking about the vitamins and the minerals and the freshness and how healthy and how good it is for your dog's skin and coat and eyes and blah, 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 and Uh energy levels. Awesome dog food. And then the new Cheez-Its commercial with a block of cheese giving stupid words. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? You're kidding me. And also, you know, um, we don't watch a lot of TV, so the TV that I end up watching is sort of out. So I was on a plane. And um, there was commercial TV, so I was sitting there watching. I don't even know what I was watching, but there was a lot of TV, a lot of commercials. And honestly, I got on the plane. I'd had a meal. I was not hungry. By the time I was finished watching all those commercials, my salivary glands were going. My tummy was rumbling just because of the intensity of the commercials to make everything look so appetizing. And I thought, man, like, of course people are sitting late at night eating because Mm -hmm. they're watching TV. The TV is saying, look, go get this fabulous, I don't know, whatever, cheesy thing. Mm -hmm. And, And then that's the craving starts, right? 
So it's, you know, it's a multi-leveled issue of how to start to interrupt that pattern of here's what society is feeding us and advertising to us. How do we shift that pattern? Sure. Hey, there's right? a reason that Taco Bell puts their commercials on at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because they're open at 2 o'clock in the morning. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So how do we, and this is one of the big things that I teach for, you know, in my Make Healthy Happen program and with the clients that are coming to me to specifically work with family wellness, mm-hmm. is how do you start to shift that wave of constant marketing that's coming to, your, to you and to your kids? And one, you know, there's some basic things, you know, limit media, all that stuff. But the other, which I think is even you have more control of, of, is be your own media blaster. Be your own, the person who creates the buzz, who creates the, the advertising, you know, zing in your family. So, and it looks sort of like this, like, you're putting a smoothie. You could make a smoothie and you could say to your kids, you should really eat the smoothie <laughs> because mm-hmm. I put in hemp seeds and it's got protein. And I also put in blueberries and that's got a lot of antioxidants. Or you could say to your kid, look, I made this amazing smoothie. I think it's out of this world. And I put a secret ingredient in it. I wonder if you could try and figure it out. See? Right. right. So Brilliant. we... Right. We need to come to our food with enthusiasm and fun and adventure. and Yes. Right. <sighs> As so learning, true. like, oh, my gosh, look at this giant, ginormous package of spinach. Do you think I can fit it into this tiny bowl? Right. Right. Oh, and yeah, then they're like, no way. Teams. It can never fit. Okay. Let's do a science experiment. Let's watch. Let's steam, saute, whatever, cooked spinach. You know what happens to spinach, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like, a quarter of a, t- a cup left. And, and they're like, whoa. Then you get a whole science conversation. What happened? How come the spinach was gigantic and now it's tiny? What do you think happened? Right? It depends. It can be a magic trick for little kids. It can be a science experiment for older kids. But you want to be enthusiastic about your food, because, not just because it creates enthusiasm with them, but it counters the enthusiasm that they're hearing out in the world about the cheeses. Exactly. I love that. I think that's so brilliant. We're going to go to a break in a few seconds, but when we come back, I want to talk more about that kind of stuff because I think when we bring fun into it, we've forgotten that food can be fun without being junky and unhealthy. You know, it doesn't have to have a face like a little smiley fish face on it for it to be fun. (laughs) So we'll talk about that stuff when we come back. Okay. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? 
Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you. Hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo! Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children, in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation, we are in our final 15 minutes of an amazing show with my guest, Nina Mandelson, who has Smoking Hot Mama and HealthyYummyKids.com. Nina, what's the name of your book? My book is Feed Your Kids Well in a World That Doesn't. And if you go to SmokinHotMom.com, which is S-M-O-K-I-N, there's no G at the end there, SmokinHotMom.com, you'll see there's a link right there for Feed Your Kids Well in a world that doesn't. And that book is just packed with really practical advice of how to make it work. Because I get that it's, you know, it's not just knowing the information. You know, at this stage of the game with all the information, we talked about that, there's so much information. It's not the fact that we don't know. We know, but how do you make it actually fit into your family? How do you make it work? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm all about. Like how to make it, how to make small steps that you can that start to make a big difference. And that for me is so huge because we were talking a little bit before the break about um, you know diagnosis and how your diet and exercise and communication can actually help. But the other big thing that I find because I work with so many special needs parents and because I have a, a special needs kid myself. 
so often we use their diagnosis as an excuse for them to be picky about the foods that they eat. Right. I get that there are so many kids out there that have sensory issues. And believe me, my kid's one of them. You know, there is not a pair of socks that is worn right side out in ever because he can't stay. You know, he he has sensory issues. Certain textures bother him. Certain flavors bother him. I get that. But here's the thing. Those things are minimal. You know, he doesn't like cream of wheat and he doesn't like it. Like there's certain flavors that really repulse him. I get that. But the kid eats sushi. You know, right. you can't eat sushi and then turn around and tell me, oh, I don't like fish. I don't like rice. Okay, <laughs> now you're just a liar. You know? <laughs> I'm calling you out on that one. But, but we fall into that trap so much as parents. And then you have other parents that are like, you're going to eat everything on your plate to the point where they turn kids off completely to food. Yes. Yeah. And, I, you know, one, actually one of the things I talk about in the book is what kind of mom are you? Right? Well, are you a kind of mom that's like, yeah, whatever, you know, okay, you don't want it, fine, let's just do the macaroni and cheese. Or are you the kind of mom like, no, 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 you can't eat this and you can't eat that, and if we go here, you can't eat that either. Like, and, and there's, you know, spectrum of moms in between as well. You know, the kinds that, you know, you know I really want to make a healthy meal, but I just, there's just no time. So I buy all the food, but then it goes bad, and then I feel bad. Right, mm-hmm. so there's all we all have our different sort of style, um, but I really, really believe that the crux comes in actual communication with our kids, because it's easy to when the kid says, "I don't want to, I don't want to eat it." Right, it's meal time. I don't want to eat it. I don't like it. We we don't want to have the conversation at that moment, because we want peace at dinner. So we're like, "Fine, fine, fine." Right, we start choosing the battle. Ugh, I don't want to have that conversation. That's understandable. It makes sense that we'd say, fine, you know, peanut butter and jam sandwich again. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. The, the trick there is to create the communication moment, but not at the dinner table. Okay. Because the, at the dinner table is a loaded place, right? Everybody, if, if you're lucky and you've really created it, so everybody's sitting down, the last thing you want to do is start fighting about food. Right, mm-hmm. and that's why I see a lot of moms are like, "Well, I'm just—I don't even want to start the fight about food. Let me just put the chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets on the table, and then I don't even have to think about it." Mm-hmm. So, what I'm suggesting is start the conversation before. Start the conversation when you're thinking about the, going to the grocery store, and you say to the kids, "Okay, let's have it. Let's have. Tell me your favorite meal." They're going to say, "Okay, I want chicken nuggets." Then. What I want you to start thinking about is what I call the quality continuum. So you've got chicken nuggets on one end, right? Pretty low end, right? Not great quality chicken, um, probably factory farmed, loaded with antibiotics. Probably Mm. the crust has a lot of sugar on it, which is going to spike your, you know, kids' blood sugar levels. Like, it's not a great product, right? right? Then... Okay, if you, that's the low end of this quality continuum, imagine it's a line, right? And we want to move up that line towards a higher quality product. So let's go all the way to the top end of that line. Let's say it's a roasted chicken that's been pasture-fed, you know, and the chicken was well-treated and humanely killed and all that stuff, and it was just simply roasted. So you've got 
a nice quality roasted chicken, and you got chicken nuggets on the down end. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to find all the other steps that lead you up slowly to that high-quality item. Now, going from chicken nuggets to that nicely roasted chicken is, often doesn't fly with kids. It's one of my big things is that you cannot do extreme makeovers with children. They just, it doesn't work. So you want to take it nice and slow. So you go from chicken nuggets to, okay, let's see, how about we find, we look a little harder and we go to a health food store Mm -hmm. and let's see if we can find chicken nuggets that are made maybe with um, an organic breading or maybe made with a whole wheat breading or maybe made with a pasture-fed chicken and they still taste similar, right? Because what we're starting to do is expand their taste buds because part of what we have to do as parents is teach our kids different flavors so that they can go out in the world and go and willing to try it. They don't have to like everything. I don't like everything, but I'm willing to try it. So just by taking that one step. Okay, so then they got to, you know, the... Healthy Valley chicken, McNugget, chicken nuggets, whatever that is. Okay, so let's take it up one more step. Let's buy some chicken, put a little egg on it, r- roll it around in some, you know, breadcrumbs that are left over from the good quality bread that you have in your house, and you throw that in the oven. And see, that's oh. fun to me. Right. So then they're like, okay, let's make our own chicken nuggets. Right. So then you're moving up, right? And again, they've expanded their repertoire away from that sweet and salty flavor that most processed food has that we're all conditioned to look for, right? Now they're getting a little more nuanced in their flavoring. We're training them, right? Mm -hmm. And the point, too, here is that our kids don't have developed taste buds yet. We have to teach them. We have to open that door for them, just like you want to. You take them to the, an art gallery and say, "Look, look at all the different kinds of art there is out in the world." Right? Same thing with food. Look at all these different tastes. Well, what is that? Is that sweet? Is it sour? Is it, you know, pungent? Like, give them a vocabulary for their experience because then it lets them explore the world a little more, become more adventurous eaters. So you, you know, just keep moving up that continuum. Does that make sense? It does. It makes complete sense. And the thing that totally kills me is while you were talking, all I was picturing was our, my little teeny babies, you know, they're like on this perfectly healthy one track diet, you know, then we start introducing things to them. I didn't introduce them to chicken nuggets. I introduced them to pasteurized chicken. Yeah. You know, it's like... At, I think the biggest mistake that baby food companies make is when they go into introducing little raviolis for babies and little pizzas for babies and little chicken nuggets and those fruit snacks. And so why do we have to cross that line? What about our culture forces us to cross that line? Yes. Yes. It's so crazy. It is crazy. And you're absolutely right. It starts with the baby food because a lot of the baby food, again, we have, we have to be savvy consumers. We have to look at every label. That baby food that says healthy baby food is packed with sugar and salt, right? So already the taste buds are being conditioned. Mm-hmm. It's so, true. 
It's true. It's so crazy. And, you know, but the thing that's really funny about what you're saying, Nina, is if you do start taking these small steps and, you know, like I trick my kids when my kids weren't eating vegetables back in the day when I was like, you know, okay, well, if you don't want to eat anything on your plate, then we can just sit here and have a conversation um, while I eat. (laughs) I wasn't that mom. I wasn't that mom. You know, but here's the thing, though. As we started changing what we bought, our kids started eating what was available, and that changed. You know, they're only gonna they're only gonna kick their feet for so long for chicken McNuggets. Yep. You know, when you're saying I'm not yeah. willing to go to McDonald's for you right now, they're right. only gonna kick their feet for so long. So I think what we miss a lot is it's a pattern of our choices because our kids aren't going to the grocery store. So yeah, yeah, yeah. how much fun would it be? To make, to make it a habit of each person picking their favorite meal, like you said earlier, when you go to the store, what, what would you love to have? Yeah. Each person picking their favorite meal for the week and then taking trips to farmer's markets instead Absolutely. of running up to the convenience store. And yeah. during summer break, that's fun. Absolutely. My kids are like, I'm like, I should have a bumper sticker, stops for, for farmer's markets, because my kids have now trained. They're like, oh, look, mom, let's stop. Yep. Because, and part of what's so important about taking your kids grocery shopping, and I know sometimes it's a pain in the neck, but it's worth it because what it does for your kids is empower them. It makes them feel like they have choices. So when they go to the farmer's market or they go to the grocery store and they, and you say to them, go ahead, choose whatever vegetable you want. Just choose any green vegetable. We'll figure out. We'll look online. We'll figure out how to make it. Well, Absolutely. who do you think is a lot more likely to try that green vegetable when they went and tried to find the weirdest green vegetable there was? Absolutely. Sounds like our weird food eating contest when we go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, Nina, we are out of time. It's crazy. We're already done. <laughs> This was such a fun conversation and really, really valuable for summertime too. Good. I, I had such a great time with you and I really would, I hope that we can have you back on again when we do our back to school thing, because we're going to be talking about back to school, healthy lunches and all that stuff. I would love to, I would absolutely love to. And I just want to tell everybody who's listening that at healthyyummykids.com, I have a free offer. If you want to learn more of how to get your kids to eat less sugar and more veggies without spending a million hours on the kitchen. I love that. Thank you so much. And guys, take advantage of the things that we offer on the show because they really are valuable. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And next week, you definitely want to join us when our guest is going to be Dr. Cerullo of TeachAntiBullying.com. So thanks, everybody. Keep playing. Listen to the 